You are listening to Justice for All, a podcast about law, sports, entertainment, and more. Justice for All is hosted by Philadelphia super lawyers Josh Scarpello and Pierre Latour. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Josh Scarpello! All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Justice for All podcast. We have reconvened, and this is one of the times where podcast technology really does not do justice to what I'm seeing in my video (laughs) screens here. Normally, three very handsome young men, uh, Casey Parker, Rich Bobby, and of course my partner in crime, Pierre Latour. The the total volume of hair between the four of us (laughs) It just it it completely fills the screen. Um, this is really quite interesting. You guys look good, but good morning, guys. Thanks for joining Justice for All on a Saturday morning. Uh, morning. Early in the morning. Good morning. For some reason, uh, this committee of geniuses decided to 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 reconvene in the morning uh, uh, at nine a.m. rather than our our normal happy hour time slot. Um, but everybody is awake in here and we're going to talk today. We, we, we beat up the, uh, NFL draft pretty good for the, a uh, couple podcasts, but we have Casey and Rich back today with Pierre to talk a little bit about what would normally be going on the first Saturday in May. And that is Pierre. What happens every first Saturday in May? Uh, the Kentucky Derby. That's correct. The Kentucky Derby. And my first question really is to, Casey, Casey, this has got to be a, a big week for you, right? A big weekend? Is this a big day in the bar business? Yeah. I mean, uh, some people do it right. Some people, like, just kind of let it go by. We're, I, we've always been kind of in the middle on this one. We've had really huge derbies, um, and we've had just ones that are, like, whatever. But uh, it, it's a fun one because it's, like, you know, everybody looks forward to, like, baseball playoffs and they're like oh the bar's gonna be packed but the weird thing about baseball playoffs is people go there and they park and they (laughs) sit there and maybe milk two beers over the course of nine innings and it's like right uh, (laughs) uh, like business is not quite as good as it looks but the derby it's like people are like coming in having beers and shots and some food and then giving money to their one friend to run to the turf club <laughs> and, run back. and like now obviously we all have the online stuff so are you getting you think you're different. getting a different class of person or just people are just really getting into the moment because it's derby day well it, it's great like the the gambling aspect is much more right. um prevalent when with derby day and it's like even your your casual gambler, it becomes like a complete degenerate on Derby Day. It's like, oh, I want to bet $2 on this, this, this. <laughs> like, it's, it's and and the, t- the thing with the Derby is that you only have to focus on it for a total of five minutes. Right. Everything else is just right. having fun build-up. Right. The whole build-up for two minutes. Not, excited, most yeah, it's not a four-hour slog through a, you know, through a game. Yeah. Well, Casey, that makes me think of this question. Your your bar hosts, you know, watch events for all kinds of sports, including annoyingly <laughs> English football or whatever they call like it. Football. Football. You know, and I, I, I apologize to the UK footy. and our and our right. our huge European listenership out there. 
You'll can never I, walk I alone. Can I nominate English soccer fans as among the worst television watching fans in bars anywhere? <laughs> I mean, anywhere, right? Yeah, they Who's have more to. annoying than soccer fans? But well, my no, question to Casey mean, is... But they open the bar at 7 a.m. for it. Yeah, that's got to be good for bad? Casey. But they don't drink anything. They just come there. They demand to have the sound on, right? And then they sit there and they... It's, it just drives me a little bit nuts. That's my so question, Casey. There's like Casey, a little my rift question. here between the lawyer crew and the footy crew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was previously unaware of this little rift. The annoyance is great. Well, we just right, like to on. run the world, Case. We, 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 we could do it better in every aspect. <laughs> we um, what? See, we here's, were here was my question, when though. Jose's first opened, and it was just us sitting there. Yeah, that's right. Casey, yeah. who, in terms of the crowds, who are the biggest drinkers? The soccer fans, the football fans, the base. You said baseball fans. That surprises me. They, I would think they would get tanked up. It's a long game. I know the lures that watch baseball throw a couple back. Um, but how would yeah, you I rank mean, those fans? I think football by far is. Uh, the drunkest. Um, <laughs> um, and then I'll tell you what, like there are like that, that soccer group or footy, I think we call it. Uh, uh, they like, if the game isn't at seven in the morning and it's somehow a later game, uh, they, they can put them back. But no, I, I, I guess I'm being too nice to them. You'll never walk alone. Go pool. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say football and then, like, it's been a while, but, uh, but like, deep basketball playoffs, right. those games can, yeah. like, get – because they're – you know, the action kind of stays together. It's not, like, stop as stop and start. Yeah. So people drink. Um, really? I'd say that. <laughs> I'd say football, basketball, baseball, hockey, footy. That's interesting. I'll say I'll say this is not a native Philadelphian, but having lived in Philadelphia for 20 years, I don't remember any better bar experience than that Sixers run yeah. in 2001. Remember, like going, I remember going out to bars in that Milwaukee Bucks Eastern Conference Final Series, and it, you had to get there two hours early just to get a spot. Yeah, and everybody was hammered by tip off, and it was <laughs> yep. great atmosphere. One of the best yeah. drinking sports atmospheres ever was that Sixers was run. Fun. Yeah, people can get yeah. on that bandwagon. They, they certainly can. Well, they you now would be the the Derby this year is postponed. I think they announced till September, right? And there's there's other events to look forward to this that are coming that that are would normally be going on right now. So I, I want to talk a little bit about that because we, not only do you have the Derby, but we have the Masters is going to be played, I think, in October. And I, I the, the NBA is planning on coming back. Is that is that really going to happen in June, you think, uh, Pierre or Rich? Or, I, mean, I think I, the most the, – the stuff I've read is that the most realistic starting point would be July. I think what they're trying to figure out – there's a number of issues is that uh, – the most interesting one I heard is that they suspended about 60 or so, I think. Yeah, they were two thirds of the way through the season, I think, when the, when this happened. Just about. You were yeah. saying that the what I, what I heard is that once once the teams have played seventy games, they don't have to give any money back. That they've what they've done is they've they've satisfied the contract for local broadcast. 
So there's this big push for when the NBA comes back to get to 70 games before they start the playoffs. And that would be to satisfy the contracts and basically use it as a training camp. Right. The problem is, I guess, is that certain teams like the, you know, the Knicks and the Warriors who are just awful, right? They're like, they've won, they're out of it, right? They're like, what the fuck? Why would, why do, why am I going to come back and play five or seven or eight games for no reason and possibly, you know, be quarantined or get my family sick for no reason? Well, how so about I this? Think- I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys ready for this? Yep. <laughs> Since the NCAA tournament was canceled and the NBA, it's probably not feasible that they're going to get a regular season completed. And who knows what a truncated playoff season would look like. What would you guys think about a field of the entire NBA teams? Or maybe you cut it off. I would like to see them all in. A tournament-type field, one and done, to determine the NBA champion. I love it. Worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I, 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 love I it. thought about it. I, I love heard it. the question posed before. I love the excitement of it, kind of, but that it's also shitty. It's like people there. There are clear cut teams that should be in the playoffs and teams that should not. Like there's there's no reason. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Pick pick one. The the Cavaliers stink this year, right? Yeah, um, but you know what? This is an asterisk no, year. This, this is, is a weird this, year. You throw everything out the window. What you, this yeah, is there what are you three did. options. You take the top six teams from each conference. They're in, right? Then you take teams seven, eight, nine, and ten, right? And you do that mini one and done for a mini tournament to, to, to decide the seven and eight seeds, right? Everybody else is out. If you're If you're above ten in your conference, right? If you're... 12 through 16, you send them home, right? Done. We don't care. You're just done, right? And then you just go, and then once you have the mini tournament, one and done, where seven plays 10 and eight plays nine, then you go into the regular playoffs with real series. No, that's that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, and it takes too long. <laughs> Josh's, with Josh's idea, you could have almost every team Kind of quarantined on their own. Right. Waiting you could, to play. You could put them exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't matter it where they play. Be, it could all well, be you can, central but you, can, you can quarantine NBA teams pretty easily. They're not that big. They're you know the roster's fifteen guys and a couple of coaches. You know you put them in a hotel. They're fine. It's not like a football team with a fifty-three man roster. But if you what have the playoff series, you're going to have them travel from city to city. Yeah, no, no, no. You'd have to, you'd have to do everything in a centralized location. You do it in Las Vegas, or you do it in like Orlando, right? I think you include the whole, the whole league, and here's why: this country probably everybody needs some diversion. So I, and again, I think this, this is just to throw all the rules out the window type scenario. Yep. I think it would be cool that you know. Cleveland and all the stinky teams, even if they only got one game, that that fan base would have one game to, to look forward to. And who knows? Maybe some team's going to go on a run, or maybe the Lakers are still going to be facing the Bucks in the finals. Who knows? But I'd like to see how that would play out. The regular, the regular, se- the, the sixty-plus games you played mean nothing. Yes, that's correct. Yes, at this point, look, at this point, they're hemorrhaging money. He already said Adam Silver said he's like, we're not making any money, 
And I, what I'm only proposing is because oh, I'm boo, being realistic. Boo, boo fucking who, right? I mean, come on. No, Not I'm being realistic money. in saying that they, because of the conditions here and we're all on different schedules in these states, it may not happen the way they're thinking that they're going to resume a quote-unquote regular season and have a regular playoff season. I don't think there's going to be anything regular about anything for the rest no, of the No, I agree. Yeah, you can't. Right, you can't do it. So but why not have, be creative? Well, there's creative and there's crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, so if you're like, if you're the Sixers and you won, you know, 50-some-odd games and you play one game against the 10-win Cavs, and you lose, which could happen in the NBA, just like most sports. Any given night's why you play a seven-game series, because over a seven-game series, the better team usually wins. But on one fluky night, you're going to tell a team that won 50 games. Number one, you're going to play a team that had no business being there. And if you have a bad night, which, listen, could happen because of, you know people are going to be out of shape, they haven't played basketball in months, mm-hmm. right? Then you're just done, you're out. Yes, Correct. that's how it's going to work. Yeah, I actually, and maybe it's because you're all it's just Pierre's wearing the. Uh, maybe maybe it's just because Pierre's wearing the Dallas Cowboys hoodie, but I'm with Scarp on this one now. Yeah, I'm tournament. Yeah, one I think we the, have to rethink everything. I was going. talking to my wife the other day. There's going to be a new normal for everything now. Yeah, and as a six- why not why not do why not combine then the NCAA field with the NBA then and have well, one done college versus pro. Right, oh, that's silly. That's just ridiculous. That's crazy. As a Sixers fan, I am fully in support of the fewer games that Joel Embiid has to play. <laughs> yeah, there you go. In order to reach a championship, I think that's all. I I'll take a step further. Selfishly. I think uh, that would be the best ch- chance for the Sixers to win anything. They're not going to win a seven-game series against anybody. Does anybody follow Joel Embiid's Instagram? No. no. Oh, really? I'm just curious if he's posting tons of workout videos. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Joel has gained more weight than me during this. Yeah, morning. that may be true. He might, well, as long as he doesn't have access to um, Shirley Temple. Temples. Yeah. I'm sure he now. does. Oh, no, that sure there's was no the, that home was the delivery guy. Shirley Temple product. Who was the other guy that liked to, oh, That was Bynum that liked to go bowling when he was injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this bad knee. You, we could do a whole podcast on the Andrew Bynum era. We really could. We really could. All right, guys. Would you like to enter into and begin our quiz? Sure. Yes. All right. Wonderful. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we have, everybody knows the rules, five big questions. The theme will be the Kentucky Derby. Really, this is really one of my funnest, day, you know, uh, early uh, spring days of the year. I just love the Kentucky Derby. And um, we're going to write down the, the entire answers quiz is to the first be on the four Kentucky and then Derby. reveal the last answer. Here we go. Casey versus Pierre versus Bobby. Uh the winner will get a customized Justice for All t-shirts, which are now in production and will be available on our Patreon page coming soon. T-shirts Just, as well as uh, mugs, Justice for All What mugs. company is producing those t-shirts, Scarp? My, uh, I have a, I have a guy that does. Is it Keystone? I'm, I'm trying to work in a Keystone plug here. Oh, Keystone Recognition and Johnny Scarpello from the Northeast. Yes, he is the man for all of your advertising specialties. Just call him at 464 464- 
9900. That's Brother John, 215-464-9900. Okay, question number one. Kentucky Derby. Everybody ready? How many Phillies have won the Kentucky Derby in the 20th century? How many Phillies? Is this a trick question? You mean like Philadelphia Phillies? No. Just to clarify, a Philly is a female. Female female. Most of the races, most of the horses in the in the Kentucky Derby are male. So oh. a Philly, and very few females have won in the 20th century. It's a low I'm number. I'm going to tell you right now that, that horse racing is not my strong suit here. So I, uh, Pierre, I'm looking to, you know, you have been streaking, so I, it might be time <laughs> yeah, for somebody else. Yeah, I think else. this is fixed just so I can lose. Okay. Number two. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Dub the official drink of the Kentucky Derby each year over 120,000 of these are served at Churchill Downs. Official drink of the Kentucky Derby. As a bonus question, there are three main ingredients to this drink. Name them. Three main primary ingredients to this drink. And ice is not one of them. Oh, I was writing ice just then. (laughs) Something other than ice. I'm too easy. I I should be a tougher taskmaster here. Okay, question number three. Who is the oldest jockey to ever ride a Kentucky Derby winner? And as a bonus, name the horse he rode in 1986, the last time he won the Kentucky Derby, and as the oldest. Horse names, you know, you either remember them or you don't. But you'll like when you hear some of these, you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that horse. <laughs> All right, question number four. This one is for Pierre. Because I knew he was going to whine a little bit about the toughness of these questions. All right, that and the drink, the official drink. If you know, guys don't get that, we'll see. But anyway, well, that's it. I think that's the only one I've got right so far. All right. Question number four. Well, you only got it right because Scarpello told you to not write ice. That's true. That's true. Well, who knows? There's still he could still get it. All right, let's not reveal the answers yet. Question number four. What letter? has the most Kentucky Derby winners' names started with? What letter? A total of 19 winners' names begin with this letter. And as a bonus, name one of them. Just one. All righty. Now... Let's go to question number one on the reveals. We had the how many fillies. That's female horses to the uh, non-horse racing public out there. Have won the Kentucky Derby in the 20th century. Pierre, you have a guess? I put down three. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, we had a lot of time to cheat, but I don't know whether that's cheating. I am watching them on the video screen as the answer, but three is correct. Three 
Phillies <laughs> have won the Kentucky Derby in the 20th century. Uh, 1915, the horse named Regret, Genuine Risk in 1980, and Winning Colors in 1988. Wow. Pierre's already had I also game. put down three. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for you. Did you also have three, Rich? No, I put two down. Plus one <laughs> equals three? Yes. <laughs> this might be the first one I don't lose. <laughs> Number two, dub the, number two, dub the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. Over 120,000 of these are served at Churchill Downs. Casey, I knew you, this is a softball for you. What is the official drink of the Kentucky Derby? Mint julep. That is correct. <laughs> and what about the ingredients, the three primary ingredients? Rich, you want to guess? Mint, gin, and vermouth. No, that's not correct. No. It's uh, in Kentucky. I bourbon. <laughs> bourbon. It's got to be bourbon. It's bourbon. It's mint. It's mint. And creme de mint? And it's granulated sugar. You're supposed uh, to put a little I, bit of sugar in there. Do I get two out of three for the bonus in? No. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Wait, so I actually got it wrong, too. I wrote first bar and line. Credit, you get at least one point. Everybody should get the mint julep part. Question number three, who is the oldest jockey ever to win the Kentucky Derby? Rich, I figured you would know this, no? Willie Shoemaker. That's correct. How about that William Jefferson Shoemaker? He rode four Derby winners. 1986, the last time he won it as a bonus question. You remember the horse? I don't. Man of War was my guess, but that's older than his six. <laughs> Man of yeah, War I mean, was like 1930, wasn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like an old timey horse. Anybody I have a guess, guess, Casey or Pierre? Casey, have a guess? Yeah. No, you I may not guess. get this. How about that Ferdinand? Uh, Fern. Uh, he rode Ferdinand, Ferdinand in 1986. He also won bull. in 1955 aboard Swaps. 1959 aboard Tommy Lee. That's actually the name, Tommy Lee. In 1965, he rode Lucky Debonair. Mm. Mm. All right. Now, question number four. This is a tough quiz. I wasn't going to make it easy, even though this is a, but you know, this is not in everybody's wheelhouse. What letter has the most Kentucky Derby winners' names started with? What letter? Let's go for the answer to Casey Parker. S. S is correct. Yes. A total Bonus. of 19 horses' names. The last was in... Well, I won't give it to you because that was a bonus question. Give me one S winner, Pierre. Secretariat. Yeah, that's easy. Rich, did you get Secretariat or S? I did. I got both of those. Oh, wow. That's a two-point question for everybody. The last S winner was Super Saver in 2010. Incidentally, the other names popular, uh, letters that are popular, are there were 13 winners with the... Letter B, including Big Brown in 2008, and then followed by 12 winners with the letter C, California Chrome won in 2014. All right. I don't feel like I, – I, I feel like this is close, like a very close quiz, but I'm not sure because everybody's half asleep right now. I think I'm, I think I'm, I, 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 I have 40 points. 40 points. Okay, Rich has 40, Pierre. 
Well, are we doing 10 points per right answer and 10 points per bonus? Yes. Yeah. Then I have 50. 50. How do you have 50? Four for four plus the bonus secretariat. You're four for four? Four for four. (laughs) (laughs) I got 40 also. All right, so this is exciting. So we're heading into uh, the final quizzo. I should almost get it. You'll never get this. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna find it. Uh, I'm gonna find a different. Wait, you can't change the question now. <laughs> All right, here we go to final quizzo. I just have to figure out a way. I mean, Pierre is streaking now. He's won two games in a row. We really want to up unseat the champion. Not even horse racing can derail me. Okay, hold on. Let me get the final bonus music ready because that always takes a second. For this question in Kentucky Derby. And hold on a second. All right. Final quizzo. In 1996, Grindstone won the Kentucky Derby. He was sired by this horse who won the Kentucky Derby in 1990. Who was the 1990 winner of the Kentucky Derby? And as a bonus, since I doubt anybody's going to get that. (laughs) As a bonus? What's the capital of Kansas? (laughs) As a bonus. Pro Football Hall of Fame. This was the first quiz. (laughs) What two colleges are tied for the most Hall of Famers in the NFL from that school? What two colleges have produced the most NFL Hall of Famers? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We have to name both colleges? Yeah. Wow, this has been an exciting game. I, I, I can Ugh. just feel the tension here. So we're down to final Jeopardy. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Final Quizzo. What is that show? I've never heard of that. Um, we're final Quizzo where <laughs> Pierre had the lead and, as you know, is a two-week, two two-time defending champ. We really want to win some. For <clears throat> this question, first in the first part, <laughs> 1996 Grindstone won the Kentucky Derby. He was sired by the 1990 winner let's go first to rich bobby who no sired <laughs> who sired grindstone this is all it sounds like this is turning guess, into an entirely man. different kind of uh, podcast but who sired grindstone please yeah no idea <laughs> 
No idea is correct. No, no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if the horse's name was No Idea? That'd be great. Obviously, that is not correct. Casey Parker, care to guess? I wrote Billy Smith. <laughs> Good guess. Billy Smith is close. He may have he may have ridden this horse, but he is not the horse. No, that is not correct. Uh, the 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 elder statesman of the group, Pierre Latour, he may have actually been watching this live, this race. Um, who knows? It wasn't that long ago. Any guess? Uh, I put down dog food. Dog food? <laughs> wow, you guys really don't know horse racing. I got to get my degenerate friends to do this quiz. Sammy knows. Sammy would yeah. know. Dave would know. Dave would absolutely know. No, the answer was unbridled. Un- unbridled uh, won the 1990 Kentucky Derby, and he sired, or in other words, fathered Grindstone. That's happened 12 times, according to the internet, where a Kentucky <laughs> Derby winner has also been the father of a future Kentucky Derby winner. So, let's go to the bonus question. Mm-hmm. What two colleges... <laughs> are tied for the most Hall of Famers in the NFL from that school. I want to go with Rich Bobby first because I think he knows the answer. My guess is Notre Dame and USC. With a total of 13 Hall of Famers from each school, Notre Dame and Southern California is correct. Oh, nice. Wow. I don't have the list, but I thought that was kind of impressive. Be, um, after that comes Michigan and Ohio State with 10 each. Miami and Florida each have nine. So do Pittsburgh, Alabama, Syracuse, Minnesota, and Illinois. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and Rich, um, and Steen. Who, uh, who had that? Uh, Casey, did you have that answer? I'm going to guess no. No, I didn't have it. I, I don't watch Monday League football. Casey, I think, I uh, dozed off five minutes ago, but that's uh, all right. I heard that Pierre was four for four. Pierre, what did you have? Uh, I was going to put USC. I didn't. I still didn't get either one. I had Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah, that's completely wrong. So, Rich, what did you wager? Wow, we have a new champion. Rich Bobby. Roll Todd. Wow, and Rich Bobby will get a customized Justice for All mug or T-shirt as soon as they well, are how ready. Many points, how many um, points did you wager? Huh? How many points did you wager? 20. Now, does he get the 20 points applied to the bonus then? Yes. Yeah. Of course he no, does. Oh, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You think I was going to let I'm you look, win three in a row? Come on. Because I, 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 I wagered zero points <laughs> knowing I wasn't going to get the question right, so I'm at 50, but I guess I lose. Well, Pierre, that was that was a smart wager since you got zero for three. That bonus question. So good wager for me. Well, I didn't know the bonus question was going to count towards our final quizzo, you know, wager. Well, you got to be nimble. You got to be nimble. You got to be ready to go. You know, it's you hard to imagine that Pierre would be a poor sport about losing. I didn't see this one coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I th- uh, this redemption. What a what a way to kick off my Saturday! Thank you. Well, if I've learned Saturday, anything, right? I'm not taking a, I'm not taking any of you guys to the track with me. If I if I need a, a, a wingman, 
Oh, please. I'm Mark. great at gambling. I just Very don't know names. Oh, that's true. You still, you, I, I would take Casey. That's yeah. You know what? I would definitely take Casey. All right, I'm lying. I take all three of you guys because we'd have some fun. Yeah, don't forget, I'm a champion of fantasy football currently. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Well, guys, this is. I'm not sure we're ever going to podcast this early again, uh, but it really has been fun, and I really do wish everybody could see every, oh, the, everybody's hairstyle here this morning. Rich at least has a, a hat on. Um, I don't have hair, so that's true. That's true. <laughs> I need to shave my head. It's, it doesn't help. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever you're doing today, enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for joining us, and we'll get together soon. Thank you to Casey. Thank you to Rich. All right, guys. Thank you. See you guys later. Thank you to Pierre. Thanks, Signing off. Take it easy. Stay healthy. Justice for All has been brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Our attorneys are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call us today at 215-732-0460 or visit us on the web at www.phillybestdefense.com.